Welcome to Pass the Bullshit with Crystal Tosh and Amy Hartman, two badass business rebels serving up one steaming pile of bullshit a week so you don't fall face first into it. Hello, everyone, and happy Halloween. This is Pass the BS Halloween edition, and we are live. We're podcasting live today. And we don't have costumes on. I know everybody on live can see us that we are lame and don't have costumes on, but everybody on the podcast, we didn't think this totally through because it would have been pretty awesome if we had costumes, but we, um, that would have been cool. Okay. Well, what, (laughs) what costume would you have worn? You know, that's a great question. So two years ago, I was a Viking because my husband was Viking with me, but I have to say my best ever Halloween costume was we were the emotions for inside out and I was sadness. And I rocked that shit. Like it looked awesome. So I don't know what I would be this year, but that was probably my best one. I had a blue face and a blue wig, which surprisingly blue hair looks pretty good on me. So I love that. (laughs) Trying to think what I would be. What would I be? I don't know. What kind of costume would I wear? I don't know. Do you ever dress up? No. (laughs) Well, then this is like extra hard for you. It's extra hard. I've never done it. So I was actually telling someone earlier today when the kids were little and they used to go trick-or-treating, I, this is horrible, but I do not like trick-or-treating. Like I actually despise the whole, all of that, but I do like (laughs) handing out the candy. So I used to sit on the front porch and be the one that would hand out the candy. And my husband would take the kids trick-or-treating and the only thing I, I know, right. And the only thing I ever did was put on like a witch hat. Like that was the, that was the only Halloween costume I ever had (laughs) with a witch's hat. Well, (laughs) I mean, to be honest, we're both pretty witchy woo woo people. So that fits. I like it. There you go. It works. Whatever, whatever. So I guess if I was going to dress up today, I would have to just go get out my witch hat and that would be what we would be wearing. You're already wearing black today. So. Well, Although, look, black. I don't have on black, so uh, that's kind of scary, actually. And speaking yeah. of scary, uh, we thought we'd do an awesome, awesome. I have to say, Amy came up with this, and it's brilliant. So we're we're evaluating all the scary, spooky people, you know, in viral Halloween movies, and relating them to salespeople. Yes, we are going <laughs> to talk about the BS about scary salespeople. And so let's kick this off. So I have a list of some of them. We're going to talk about who they are. I'm going to read a little bit about who they are, courtesy of our podcast manager. So <laughs> I asked for a list of like the personalities, because again, I'm not a big Halloween person as much as I think it's fun. And I asked for a list. And so we have a list. So here we go. Our first one, our first scary salesperson is Chucky. He's hot tempered, was incredibly determined to reach the goal, which is why there remains to be so many sequels. He wants to get out of his form, his doll form and possess and take over an innocent victim. So who is this salesperson out there in the world? That's the aggressive Annie, I'm going to call him. The one that like, (laughs) seriously, when you say no, you think they're going to like find your house and and figure out why you said no and can tell you how stupid you are for saying no. (laughs) For sure. Yes. Yes. You know, one time I had this person, I had someone reach out to me and they called, they actually called me on the phone to, you know, pitch. And I said, no, I'm not interested and hung up the phone 
And immediately they sent me a text with a video of themselves yelling at me and telling me how stupid I am. (laughs) Wow. So that is intense. I've never heard of that. I mean, I've heard of like in my DMs getting like, you're such an idiot for saying no to me, but wow, that's, that's like, they're using SMS and phone call and everything. I was like, what are you trying to accomplish by this? Now I'm really never going to buy it from you. But I guess they were just like, we're just going to burn it down. Like if you said no to me, I'm just burn it Arson. down. Or some gasoline on that shit. Yes, I love it so much. Okay. Ready for another one? Yes, I'm ready. Jason Voorhees. He came back to enact revenge. He was devoted to his cause and always heard his mother's voice telling him to kill. He has a deep need to be loved and liked. And after that was taken from him, he always makes his way back to get his revenge. So who is that? Is that the holler back people like the circle backs? (laughs) Yeah, this is like the circle (laughs) back person, I think. (laughs) I'm just circling back here. And then yeah. you don't say anything and then you get like a thumbs up and then next you get another. So I'm just following up and here's a heart or a thumbs, another thumbs up or some sort I of emoji. Know, and this is also the person who I know you're busy, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get That's that one favorite. all the time. I know, I know you're busy, but can you please answer my question yes, or let you... me pitch you? Huh? But the, my favorite part about that one is I know you're busy, but I really want to connect with you. I got this one the other day. I know you're busy, but I really want to connect with you. But the connection was just long enough for me to say something back and then them to pitch me. (laughs) Well, and they're all copy paste pretty much. Right? Have you gotten the ones that have like insert name? They forgot to take that out. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Yes, that's my favorite. I love it so much. Yeah, so that's the circle back. So do not be like those people. I, I, I need, I want to connect with you people unless you really want to connect come on okay let's do another one michael myers a little on the quiet side rarely likes to show any of his emotions to others is analytical and methodical seems to always know exactly where his victims are going to arrive and when he needs to he also waited 15 years to strike haddonfield again i don't know who is this okay i know i know i know (laughs) my hands up ah Okay. This is the person that's like, hi, hi, how are you? Good. Okay. And then they like disappear and then they like say something again and then they just full on throw a pitch out and then they (laughs) wait again. It's like the lying and wait person. And they still pitch you when they think it's right. Like after they've, I guess, dropped enough, you know, hi, how are you? Then they just go ahead and copy their pitch and sneak it in the DMs. Right. When they said, I had this happen to me the other day with hi, 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 <laughs> like a bunch of days in a row, it was just hi. And then when I finally said hi back, then they came in for their, for the kill, right? They come in with their pitch, but it was like, they waited, like they were waiting, 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 waiting. They didn't just go ahead and say, well, obviously she's not responding. Let me send my pitch. No, they needed that response from me. So they, I read the DMs, I read that DM to someone the other day and, and they were like, wait, they said that again. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. It keeps going. Hi, 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 
It was like a week's worth of highs or two. Weeks. I don't know. It was forever. Yeah, I think we covered forever. it on one of the podcasts too, because the other one, because that was a good, it was like, they were determined that you were going to at least give them a thumbs up or some sort of response yeah. before they pitched. Yeah. And then they told me that people are struggling just like me. And I was like, they are, I'm struggling. What? You're Yay. struggling. Did you know that? Didn't know, but <laughs> thanks for letting me know. I know. And then they came in for their well, then they actually never got to the pitch because I said, well, if you're going to pitch me, just do it. And then they oh, were yeah. like, okay, bye. Oh yeah, that's right. They never even pitched you. Pitched no, because you. I, I went off script. Pitched you. I that's because I went off script. There is nothing better than a good sales DM where you go off script because they don't, they weren't coached on what to do if you go off script. See, these right. scary people, the ones that we're talking about today, they don't go off script ever. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do it different. So they have a template. They have a template. So the best thing you can do is scare the heck out of them by going off script, saying something totally wacky to them. They don't know what to do. They go away. We'll tell you what to do instead of scary DMs later. But right now we're going to keep going with the scary salespeople. Okay. So the next one is Freddy Krueger. So Freddie is one of those killers who totally does things based on his emotions, obsessed and always wants to save the best for last known for being a little possessive and act on emotions rather than thought also has a need to be aware of the dream world. He drags his victims to. I know what I have written down for that. This is like the NLP certified person who's using all the emotional stuff for bad. Yes. It's just like they're preying on your emotions and every response is going to be some sort of emotional. It's meant to elicit an emotional response from you that makes you feel bad. Yes, exactly. And, and definitely not to cut down NLP. There is a lot of value in NLP. I love it. Believe in it. I'm certified in it, all the things, but it can be used for evil. And I also think this is that person who is, who, when you have an objection, they immediately have an emotional pushback that is meant to tell you something like to make you, like you said, feel guilty or feel bad about it. So this is the, the person who has their list of objections written down. So you can't really bring an objection to the table because immediately they're like, well, but then are you a weak person who can't make up your own mind? Do you really need your husband? Yeah. Immediately they're in like relationship coaching and all of the things of making you feel horrible about yourself. And you know, you're already starting to give your power away. They're taking their power from you and giving it to themselves so that you can feel like you need them. Yes, exactly. Don't be that kind of salesperson. That is not a nice salesperson. We don't like them. Okay. Last one scream. He likes games and only talks to people over the phone, but never in person, idealistic and dreams of becoming the best killer, a killer that gets away with the perfect plan. Ghostface has had many different people under the mask, but always kept the same tempo and personality. It will, and it will do anything to achieve the goal. Who is this one? Are you going to say, or am I, this is probably <laughs> my favorite. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> this is the person that's look, I'm in front of my jet. Oh, I'm in front of my new car at the dealership, but you cannot verify whether or not they actually own said car or 
Like everything is a game. Everything is a front. Everything is a marketing ploy. Everything is how to bring about that fame and fortune and be the best quote unquote out there. It's all like smoke and mirrors. Yes, I agree. And, and you never know who that person truly is underneath that mask because they've never truly revealed the true self or allowed anyone to actually see vulnerability or who they really are. And that's the, that's the sad thing about all of these different types really is that they're pushing back in ways to keep people at a distance, which is the opposite of what sales really should be. Sales should always be about attracting to you, not pushing away from you. Because it's like we said, the more that you, the more that you push back, if you've listened to our podcast, you've heard us say, the more that you're like pushing back or chasing it or running after it, the more they're running the other way, right? People run from things that they're afraid of. They run from, from things that are, that are creating a pushback that's uncomfortable. And so instead, when you show vulnerability, when you build real connections, not the, Hey, I know you're busy, but I would love to connect. Let me pitch something to you, right? When you're building a true, true connection, that's when you're going to attract sales to you easily. That's when you're going to be able to really sell in your DMs, in person, through your posts, on your sales calls, whatever it is that you're doing is because you're networking authentically and you're getting out there and being your true self and not this scary version. When you're out there doing sales with all these scary tactics, I want you to remember that you're showing up as one of these like viral Halloween killers. Yeah. How's that for wanting to change who, how you show up in a sales call or on a DM? Just think, Amy and Crystal covered, you know, the four or five most prominent serial killers in the Halloween world. And this is how people show up. It's true though. Like we're making, you know, a spoof and a funny for Halloween about sales. But the truth is you want people to be attracted to you. It's like, you know, when you go to the mall and those people that sell the Dead Sea scrub stuff, I mean, come on, don't you just look the other way or like seriously cross the mall in the middle to get away from them. That's how you are in the DMs when you're selling like these scary people. People want to buy. Let's be honest. Everybody loves to buy shit. Okay. And everybody has a need and you're amazing and you have something to offer. But when you come at people like that, even if they want it, they're going to go somewhere else because no one wants to be sold that way. Right. Exactly. Nobody wants to. And it's like the, it activates our fight or flight mechanism. So either they're going to, they're going to fight you and it's going to become aggressive, which some people really enjoy, but most people don't, or they're going to, you know, or the flight mechanism kicks in and they're going to run as far away as possible. And they're not going to want to do business with you as opposed to be vulnerable, be real, show up as your real self, tell about your real life, talk about your products and services and how they actually solve problems. When you solve someone's problem, they're going to want to buy that from you if they have that problem, right? And so you're not going to have to chase them down because they need those, they need something. People love to buy, like Crystal said. And so when we can show up as authentic people, as our own authentic selves and be vulnerable, man, you can sell all day long. Right. Because people feel an authentic connection to you and they feel like you're actually going to solve their problem or provide them a transformation versus just selling them bullshit. And to be honest, you know, 
across the industry of the online world, I think people are really sick and tired of buying things that don't truly work or they're not getting a 50-50 relationship you know, once the money's exchanged of people showing up to serve them, it's more just like, here's my template. And then, oh, well, you didn't do it. So it's on you. And so that's what we're fighting. And I think the bro marketing culture, you know, perpetuated that. And so if you want to be a good salesman and you really want to provide transformation, you have to let go of these scary bro marketing you know, tactics that are still touted all over the internet as the solution of just overcome their objection. How about just attract them and they want to buy? Isn't that easier? It's so much easier. And I mean, I think it is so, it's so wrong to, to push back, especially emotionally on someone's objection. If they really have an objection, then that means that you haven't done your job of showing all the value that there is, or It could be one of the most heard objections is I need to speak to my spouse. That is valid. That is valid. Even in a relationship to where you have the authority to make your own decisions. Some couples, most couples who are strong couples have an agreement that they discuss large purchases over X number of dollars, even if it's just a check-in. Because that's how relationships work. And so for you, salesperson, to insert yourself in the middle of someone's relationship is disgusting and they should not buy from you. Uh, yeah, amen. I, I, I believe that too. I think that what's interesting is I feel like attraction marketing, relationship marketing, you know, whatever you want to call it, the type of marketing that Amy and I stand behind is very much by the time they come to you and they're asking for a proposal or they're asking questions, you're really just clarifying a few things. They've already made the decision and they're going to work with you. And they've already talked to their significant other because it's been something that they've been, it's been on their mind and they've evaluated you and they've basically chosen you as the person. So Mm -hmm. all of that is over. And by the time the conversation is going on in your DMS with Amy and I, and marketers like ourselves, it's a done deal. Like you already know that it's, going to close. And honestly, sometimes though, it's not a good fit for us. And we actually say, you know, you're not there yet. Not a good fit. Go here. So it's so much easier to operate out of alignment and integrity than to operate in this got you convince you relationship. Because when you convince people to work with you and you sit in your DMS for two hours, convincing them, they will be the worst client you ever had. Honestly, it's not going to be good for you or them because they're going to come from such a place of scarcity and they're going to come from this fight or flight response. And then that's how they're going to continue on in the relationship. How do you teach anybody that's in chaos what to do? Exactly. Exactly. And that's really what it boils down to also is if you, your goal in in your business and in your day should not be to spend your day luring people in and going in for the kill. Like that's sort of not how I want to spend my day. I would, we're not hunting here. Okay. Right. Right? We're not out hunting. That's not how I really want to spend my day. And, and so I feel like that's 
the beauty of a relationship business, of an attraction marketing business, of magnetically uh, attracting people into your world is that you don't have to be out of integrity in any of, at any time, because it's so easy to just say, sit back and say, this is what I offer. This is the value that I have. This is the price. That's another thing too. People get all worried about, am I asking for, am I pricing it too high? They said it's not, they said that's priced way too high then you're just not the right fit, right? When people go out and they purchase a car, for example, there's cars that are priced in the hundreds of thousands of dollars and there's cars that are priced at $10,000, $15,000 new, right? So if I'm going to buy a car and I want to go buy one that's $100,000 and I go in there and I go, but it's just a car. It's it's just like, it's just a car. I don't, why is it priced so high? Do you honestly think the car dealership is going to be like, you're right. You you're are so, so right. right. That <laughs> Lamborghini SUV you want should totally be $25,000. Yeah. You're let right. Me just, let me, let me, let me just like that. reduce that price for you. Yeah. No, they never say that because they know the value because it's luxury because they know what their, what their brand is worth because it's created in a certain way. And they know people aren't walking through the door that are in that market. You wouldn't be in that door. See, that's the thing too about marketing is you can catch someone's vibe and you understand their price points before you ever send them a DM if you're doing attraction-based marketing. The Lamborghini dealership is not attracting the, you know, Kia people. Okay. Yes. There's nothing wrong with Kia. I drive a Toyota, like totally fine. But I guarantee you, I'm not going to walk in a Lamborghini dealership and be like, yeah, I'd like a discount. <laughs> right. And the people who are sitting in there are not trying to lure people in. They're not trying to go after you when you walk through the door. Sure. They're salespeople. They want to sell you a car, but if you've walked through that door with the intention of buying a car, it's pretty much a done deal at that point. It may not, if you go to like the used car lot, it might not be that way. You might, you know, you might pick and choose, but if you're walking through that dealership, with the intention of purchasing, you kind of know what it costs and you're pretty much there already. You need to, you know, settle a few details. And that's what your brand should look like. It should look like the person who you want to serve. It should look like the market that you're attracting to you should know what they're getting when they come in through the door and then you're selling it so easy. And it's not to say that you can't sell a lower ticket offer or whatever, or have multiple offers. We're not saying that, but the way that you do business is to attract the right people. So the way that you show up and the type of marketing that you put out is going to tell a story, I, ideally your story, about how you can help them and what the transformation is that you provide. And now if they want one-to-one -one coaching and they can't afford you, you might have another offer like Amy and I do that's a lower, lower ticket offer that serves your client in a way that best suits them for the space that they're in right now. And then there's somewhere for them to go when they outgrow that space, but you've got to show up. Like, you know, if you just started your business, your price point is going to be different than Amy and I who've been in business for years and, and founded multiple companies. So wherever you are, it doesn't mean that you're not going to make money. It doesn't mean that sales has to be hard. Whether you're selling a $10,000 offer or a $40 offer, it's the way you show up and who you attract and what problem you solve and how you talk about the transformation. I mean, we've talked about this before, but pain point marketing makes me want to vomit. Yes. 
Yes. It's not about the pain. It's about the expansion. I say this all the time. Nobody, when, when someone's in pain, they're not like, please give me more of that. They're not right. Please shake my broken arm. I love it. They're not running towards that. They're running away from it as fast as they can, because it hurts. If something is painful, they're not running towards it. So when you're presenting pain points in only from the pain point perspective, people are running as fast as they can. Now, that's not to say that you can't talk about the pain point, but immediately you need to have that solution in there. You've got to be talking about solutions and expansion, growth and healing and the place and the places that you go to help them. Even if you're not selling coaching, even if let's say you're selling, and I bring this example up all the time, but like if you're cleaning carpets, well, if yeah. all you did was show dirty carpets all the time, you're never talking about what you're actually so- solving. You got to have the before and the after. Your so- dog pooped on your floor. Here's a picture. <laughs> Look, dog pooped. Yeah. Okay. But what are you doing to make that better? Exactly. And you've got to have your solution in there. So I know it's a silly example, but it's true. If all you're doing is presenting the problem without the solution, you're not giving them the before and the after people are running the other way. They don't know. They're confused about what you're providing for them. They're running from the problem because nobody wants to just that that agitates the problem. And then it doesn't provide relief. They can't see the outcome. It's like, you're the guide and you've swam across the river and you're waiting to guide other people over there. You know, you're the life preserver. You've got the route figured out. You've already mapped out the rapids they might get caught in as they cross. So you have to show them that you're the right person to guide them out of that pain or out of that discomfort or out of that situation that they no longer want to be in. So that is attraction marketing and transformation marketing. Um, relationship marketing. It's really meeting people where they are and also being really keen on who you can help and how you can help them. Yes. And if you want to keep this conversation going, we actually have a networking club called Noble Club. And it's where we keep these conversations going. It's where you get to network with other no BS business owners. We call them our no BS biz besties. Biz best. Yes. <laughs> and it's also a place to where we help you understand how to use your social media for the kind of sales that we're talking about, the kind of networking that we're talking about, because we give you daily prompts that'll help you tell your story in a way that's authentic. That is the real you who's going to show up and attract people to you. And we provide those prompts to our members every single day. And if you're interested in joining, I will put the link in the caption of this video for you later. And we would love to have you join us inside Noble Club. Come network with us and our other No BS besties. And just so you guys know, we have like a monthly bring your own bullshit and beverage call. Yes. We bust up some BS and you bring (laughs) your own beverage. So it's BYOB online. Yes, we do that. And it's a networking opportunity like no other. You've never experienced this kind of networking. It's the anti-BNI. There you go. (laughs) You don't have to pay a thousand dollars to refer to the one person in your group. So absolutely, real connections. We can't wait to have you there. Yes, we will see you on the inside. And thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Pass the Bullshit with Crystal Tosh and Amy Hartman. 
If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.